start jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I am your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And with us are Neil Halford once again. Neil, I'm sorry, Neil Halford once again. And Susie Botello, welcome to the show. And I have a dog that's ready to growl and jump up in the window and bark. Nemo, get over here. Come on. (laughs) Oh, dog. Welcome to Dog Talk on Sci-Fi Dog Radio. Yeah. I just took the collar off of my dog so that he wouldn't clink around as he... That's a good idea, but if I did that with him, he'd think he was about to get a bath. (laughs) Yeah. Right now he's he's sitting here licking my hand like mad because I haven't paid him attention all day. So he's he's in a very affectionate mood. So well, I, I'm leaving my collar on. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> so betrayal at Condor fan film festival. Condor did I say? Condor did I say? Be- Con- I'll say that again. <laughs> betrayal at Condor fan film challenge submissions open this weekend. Yes. And and the it's this is not just like a a spur of the moment thing. This is a this is something that you put a lot of thought into. Oh well, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty years um, of uh, but uh, but yes, I mean it, so this is uh, of course uh, I, I, I Gene and and, uh, and Susan uh, and I had a wonderful chat last week about Betrayal at Crondor the game. Um, and so we ran out of time to actually talk about this because we were having such a good time oh, uh, yeah. last week uh, talking about the history of the game. Well, so, it's always uh, fun having you on anyway because you're you're a polymath and you do so much and you know so much and 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 you're just interesting to talk to, no matter what. So yeah, so we, so like at the last moment, oh, and there's this fan film challenge. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week. We we gotta we gotta talk more about this. So, um, so, um, so many people have known me over the years because, uh, for being a writer and for being a game designer. But uh, Betrayal at Crondor uh, is, is again one of those those things in my life that happened that is probably the thing I'm still honestly probably the best known for, and it's a 30 year old game. But so this is is the 30th anniversary of the game, and so uh, we have this big uh, get together that's happening in Eugene, Oregon, on the 23rd of June. And I thought, well, what would be be really cool to do something special at the event other than just getting together with my old teammates and friends and and fans and said, so what if we did some kind of a film challenge or a kind of film contest? 
uh, and and get uh, fan films involved because uh, the other thing I do is I'm a filmmaker and I'm I'm very uh, involved with the local uh, indie film uh, community here in San Diego, and that is where I met our other guest here today, uh, Miss Susie. Me? Uh, yes, you. And uh, so Susie and I have been. Uh, really great friends for I don't know it's been maybe ten years something like that maybe a although little although I did meet you at the horror film festival uh, at the media center the first time mm-hmm. okay you know, so yeah this was some quite quite a long quite quite a long while back that that Susie and I have known each other and so uh, starting a few years ago Susie uh, 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 Susie uh, asked us if we would be interested in having our film production company, Swords and Circuitry Studios, help sponsor her festival, which is the International Mobile Film Festival. And whenever we we started thinking about involved in being a judge uh, for our our, uh, Betrayal at Crondor fan film challenge, I said, well, Susie is the director of an International Mobile Film Festival. So uh, she she knows uh, she knows short films uh, really well. I mean, her format of her uh, of her her uh, her festival for a long time has definitely been focused on shorts and everything. So she knows a good short when it rolls through the door. Uh, and so um, uh, anyway, so we uh, we asked her if she would be willing and uh, to come aboard and be one of our judges. Um, so uh, anyway, we're really excited about the film festival. We just I mean just like. Minutes ago, I launched a new promo on all the, the socials uh, promoting uh, the, the fact that we're opening up a film, a film film freeway. So for those of you who are hmm. filmmakers, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, uh, uh, so uh, uh, for those of you who are filmmakers, we are opening the doors on Saturday uh, so that you can start submitting for the uh, the Betrayal at Crondor Film Festival. And so if you want details about the uh, uh, about the film festival, you can go to Crondor, K-R-O-N-D-O-R, F-F-C dot com, and we've got all the information on there about the festival and, and or not the, not the festival, but the challenge, uh, what the rules are, uh, how to submit. We also have like a little bit of information about the game because this is all revolving around the game Betrayal at Crondor, and so if you've never played it before, there's lots of information there about. Uh, about the game itself, uh, links to, to go go look at uh, Let's Play videos on YouTube. So anything and everything you need to know uh, about uh, about the game, so that you can kind of prep for for making your fan film. And so that's pretty much all of that in a nutshell. Wow, it's uh, I'm looking at the page right now, and uh, wow, this looks this looks really fun. How long do people have? You just opened the uh, submissions now. How long? Well, we were opening submissions on Saturday. Yes, opening submissions on Saturday. How long do people have to come up with the goods? People will have have two months. So, so between now and on uh, March uh, or on May twelfth. And so the way that I'm, I'm kind of suggesting to people think about it is, is, is a lot of, of filmmakers know about the 48-hour film uh, film challenge. Mm-hmm. And so the 48-hour festival, I mean, obviously, it's much more compressed. Uh, and the, the thing about with, with the 48-hour film festival is you go in and you don't 
uh, you show up, you, you sign up to, to participate, you form your team, but whenever you go in the door, you have no idea what you're going to be making films about because you get there and they hand you... Uh, they, you know, they pull names out of a hat or a bowl or whatever and say, here is the category of your film. Uh, here mm-hmm. are uh, uh, here are the, you know, so here's the genre, here's a line of dialogue that has to be in, and here's the name of a character. And and you don't know any of that until you, you show up to start your 48 hours in which to write, shoot, and edit and finish your film. That's, and, I've seen people do that, and it just... Ah. I have seen some amazing results from competitions like these, and I, I am quite certain I would belly flop if I tried it. I just, I can't, you know, I, I've worked on big, big productions that take 18 months to finish. And that's and, why you wouldn't do well. And that's it. why yeah. I wouldn't do well, because I'm, yeah, I'm well, honestly, you know. I, don't I on the other hand, had screenwriting classes where I'd get a challenge just like that, and, you know, it's due Monday. Go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and well, see, the thing about it is, is I'm, I am way too much of a perfectionist uh, to do that myself. Is the fact that I have many great friends that do that or whatever, but I just, I, I don't think I would ever be happy uh, to with the result I got. I mean, as it is, the the thing that I have made fastest uh, was a, a little short that called the Case of Evil, which was a you know we mm-hmm. discussed mm-hmm. that on on your program. We before, are but. we are we have it on our uh, DVD shelf, and it's oh. actually facing outwards towards the moon. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I, I uh, but but that's probably the fastest thing I've ever made. And you know, we shot that in three days. But the editing, the the music, yeah. and all that stuff took about a month uh, to to create uh, to get all that stuff done. Yeah, that sounds uh, about and, right. And then the this course of the I you know uh, I I definitely was not writing the script the day we showed up showed up. So it was a couple of weeks of writing it and and all this other stuff. And so, but that's that's the fastest thing I've ever made. Yeah, so, people don't realize so. that that shooting a film is actually the smallest part of the job. Yeah, yeah. In I terms mean, of well, in terms of the, your, the calendar, particularly if you've done your job right. I mean, a good a good filmmaker you know uh, spends a lot of time in prep. Because what you, you don't want to have to actually do much thinking when you're on set. You know, whenever you arrive on set, you say, okay, I already know when I walk in and say, okay, uh, lights are going to go here, 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 and here. The camera is here. We've already, you know, rehearsed the, you know, what's going on in terms of the movement, the actors and all this other stuff. And so, uh, because a lot of times, you know, particularly if you are on a, on a real film with a real budget, uh, you go in an, into a circumstance where, uh, where you know you have you may have a location for four hours, uh, and which means that you don't have a lot of time to you know, make mistakes or or whatever. You need to know what you're going to do, and and be able to get in there and get out and and have that done. And so so planning and preparation uh, are great. So I think that's one of the advantages of of our festival. You get two months to make this film, um, and so. Granted, we have a limited restriction is that we are these films are have to be in some way related to the content of Betrayal at Crondor. But that said, I, I'm giving people a lot of flexibility. You know, we, we were my wife and I were kind of Jaina were uh, were joking around and she's she's also one of the other uh, organizers for the festival and a sponsor. Uh, she uh, she said, well, uh, I, I think that that what if it's like Betrayal at Crondor? But you do it in the style of a '70s buddy cop show. <laughs> now it's beginning to sound uh, like whose line is it anyway? 
And and so so because he said, well, you know, one of the main characters named Locklear, he's already got a porn stash, right? So, uh, <laughs> so so, uh, so uh, why not just kind of lean into that? And somebody else said, well, it's betrayal at Crondor, but it's the 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 cafe scene in Pulp Fiction. Uh, but there, it's the three main characters having the conversation in the restaurant uh, or in a tavern in Crondor. Uh, so, so there's flexibility to this, and of course, there are a lot of different approaches that p- people can take. You know, we we, uh, we tell people is that you know if you want to take one of the cutscenes, you know, our cutscenes were they're kind of early cutscenes because they're not full motion video; they're kind of animated little vignettes. Uh, but uh, but take one of those cutscenes and turn it into a real scene. Uh, there's tons of text, as we discussed <laughs> last week, and that you could take some of the stuff that was never actually dramatized on screen and a- act out those scenes. If you want to do an animation, uh, do you want to do you know kind of uh, restyle it in this time? You know, here's something that was kind of terrifying. This is now this is a horror short for this the section with like the Nighthawks, who are terrifying sort of undead killers. Uh, that are in the game. So there's a, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of how you want to reinterpret in different genres, uh, but comedy, horror, romance, uh, pretty much anything that you want to do, the, the only thing we are, aren't going to accept is like maybe hardcore porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. For obvious reasons. You know, it's yeah. it's very hard reasons. to do art when you're... core is okay? Uh, sure, sure, why not? <laughs> full frontal um, nighthawks. Yes, um, full frontal nighthawks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, the, but the idea, the main thing that we want, the two things that we were really looking for from the filmmakers is number one is that, uh, you show that, that you can kind of recreate some of the spirit of what that game was. Uh, and the, and the second thing is, uh, is just, we want to see your imagination and your creativity. Let's, you know, go, you know, go to places, uh, and, and show us things that, that we couldn't really show you in the game. Uh, or explore more about a particular scene or certain circumstances, you know, stuff that, that maybe it's kind of implied in the text, but we never really had the opportunity to kind of explore the stuff. Um, so I think that, that you just kind of dive into the game a little bit. And again, you don't have to play the game, game yourself. Uh, if, if you are familiar with it and you have played it before, that's great. Uh, but as I said before, there are tons and tons and tons tons of vi- of what they call let's play videos on YouTube go in and hours of players just showing them playing the games making commentary about it and so you can wa- you can kind of skim through their videos and find stuff that looks interesting or fun um, and then or if you are a real uh, or if you're really really dedicated to this you can go on to gog gog.com they sell all these classic games so if you like the old sierra online games uh or mm-hmm. any anything any of that old stuff that that's pre you know about 10 years ago you can buy a lot of those games at gog you can get betrayal a betrayal at crondor pack for six bucks it's betrayal at crondor return to crondor and another game called uh, betrayal at antar which has nothing to do with the other two <laughs> yeah, and on but steam you can get what they call the betrayal package or yes, their betrayal yes. bundle yeah, the and betrayal it has bundle. betrayal of uh, betrayal at crondor and uh uh betrayal at, at antara yes in the same and, and it's six bucks 
and it's so six bucks. You've and got no so, if you if you want to do research for your film, you have no excuse. <laughs> you have no excuse. There's there's tons and tons of material available out there. I mean, if you want to ping me and ask me questions uh, about stuff, I'm I'm more than happy to chat with people about that stuff. But uh, uh, but anyway, we're just looking forward to uh, to fan you know people who either fans who decide they want to become filmmakers and explore something new or filmmakers who say hey this looks like a, a kind of a fun and interesting kind of new challenge we like fantasy films and so if you like betrayal or if you like you know lord of the rings and stuff like this this is definitely something for you uh and one of the things we kind of reached out uh, to the cosplaying community because this is a natural for cosplayers uh, oh absolutely i mean it's and, th- a lot of this stuff is going to be uh, uh off the rack stuff for cosplayers yeah. Yeah, so. and and so it's just like uh, so uh, if you're involved in the SCA or Ren Fair, it's just hey, you know, we're already going to be out on the park on Saturday anyway. <laughs> um, so let's let's act out the scene. Um, so uh, anyway, but we're just looking for for people, and the main thing we want everyone to have fun. You know, we we don't want this to be uh, uh, something unpleasant. You know, if you want to make a serious film, absolutely go do that. That I think that that would be fun. Uh, but uh, but be be fun, be funny, be dramatic, uh, whatever whatever however the spirit moves you to, to do it. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the entries we get. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where films come from because uh, uh, the games were originally based on uh, author Raymond D. Feist novels. Uh, he's a well-known, best-selling New York Times uh, fantasy author. Uh, he had huge readership in like Eastern Europe. Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we actually get some international submissions for this. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, so that's really kind of the kind of the, the basics about the, the festival. So uh, the submissions, uh, I assume, are going to be electronic in nature. Yes. Uh, so everything everything will be submitted uh, via film uh, film freeway. That's and so. I see. Uh, so. As as those films are submitted to us, uh, uh, what's going to happen is is that as those films ro- roll in, now our festival will. Okay, I keep on saying festival, and I should not say festival. This is a challenge because we will have an online portion portion of this film. So I so, see. So let me actually kind of speak to that really quickly. Um, so uh, we were we're going to be gathering these. Uh, uh, for two months, we'll be gathering these films. Then, at the end of that time period, for about two weeks, uh, I, I, I will be well. I will be kind of filtering through stuff coming in and saying, "Here's what's good, and here's what's, you know, probably not so good or whatever." And we will whittle down to a number of, of called official selections. Now, all, all that is a fancy way of saying is that uh, we are going to have an in-person meetup for Betrayal at Crondor's 30th anniversary, June 23rd, in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, and this is not going to be a very big gathering. Uh, it's probably, you know, because first of all, we're in, you know, up in the sticks in, in Oregon. Uh, this is, you know, for the most part, going to be uh, d- the development team and fan- uh, friends and fans that all decide that want to come and join us for this event. But we're going to have a, a small screening there during our get together uh, of the the official selections that we've chosen. Uh, and then the next day, on the 24th, we are going to have an online international event uh, so that everybody uh, that wants to kind of come in and kind of celebrate, you know, not just the 30th anniversary of the game, but they can also see what our official selections are uh, from from the challenge. And then we will, of course, be declaring a winner who who wins the Gauntlet of Glory. 
Um, so uh, you'll have to stand by for the details about about what the form that's actually going to take. But the Gauntlet of Glory is the sort of best of of the show uh, uh, award that we have. Um, we also hope to have uh, any of the filmmakers who participated uh, can come on and, and we'll have Q&As with them and talk about it. Uh, and so we have some other kind of cool things that were in development of what's going on with that online event. And that will be happening on, on June the 24th. Um, so we're still, like I say, we're still in the process of kind of pulling together the, what form uh, that's going to take. But it's, it's going to be a combination of stuff about gaming. It's going to be about film. Uh, just anything that's even remotely connected in some way to Betrayal at Crondor. But anyway, so, so backing up a little bit. So this is, this is generally the process. This isn't just for our challenge, but just so that people who may be new to filmmaking know how it works, is that we'll get the submissions on Film, Free, uh, Film Freeway. It's a stupid easy platform to submit to. Um, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's form driven. You pop your film on, they'll ask you some basic information about your film and you submit that and then it kind of goes into our pile. And so, so, uh, I will be sitting down and viewing films as they come in. Uh, now most film festivals, and this is something that Susie definitely has experience with is, is that, uh, is most film festivals often have the issue of you get far more submissions than you're ever going to be able to screen. You know, you, you have so many hours uh, that you're going to be able to fill at a typical film festival. We're going to be uh, trying to, to narrow it down to probably about 30 minutes of content for our showing at the anniversary meetup and, and uh, uh, for the online event. Uh, but uh, uh, you have to kind of go through and, and, and you're, you're piling through all and all of these, these submissions. And then once we whittled it down to our official selections or the kind of best of, then I'm gonna. That's the point where Susie and uh, all the all the other judges that will be involved will come in, and I'll sit down and say, okay, here's the the cream of the crop. Help me decide, or what do you guys think? What's the best expression expression of what this this challenge is about, and what's the best film? Now, Susie, you've got a a bunch of years of experience running contests exactly like this one. What's your what's and your take on this one? Some that are not so much like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually, I researched film festivals before I launched it. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was doing right by everybody. Um, the film submissions on Film Freeway, uh, just to kind of let you know where I was coming from with Film Freeway, um, before Film Freeway, um, I was trying to get the film festival into Without a Box. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, they were purchased later by Amazon and then, um... And then uh, what happened was Film Freeway came along and blew them off the, the hemisphere. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was doing was I was accepting films internationally. Uh, most of the attention that I received for the film festival was international. That's surprising. Uh, wow. Well, sure, yeah, Eddie, but the just, thing is people... I just, just wanted to interrupt real quick just so yeah. that making clear that this is your uh, your international mobile film festival. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I think uh, it was, okay, in my head, it was like, oh, a thousand and one people are going to want to be a part of this because everything is shot with a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. um, that was 2009 before the iPhone 4 came out, though. <laughs> oh, and boy. I insulted a bunch of people like you who are professionals uh, by saying, <laughs> uh, we'll put it on the big screen and roll out the red carpet for, for you. And I did get a lot of... Um, not so good responses and resistance, really. Um, well, there's a and, lot of, you know, 
yeah, a lot you know, of crap out there. So there, there is ninety <laughs> percent of everything. Yeah, you know? I, I've I've made some of that crap. I know. <laughs> yes, I've I've worked on many films myself that I I don't want to recall. Uh, but I did my, we, you know, you do the best in production, and then what happens after that, it's kind of out of your hands, and then uh, you never see them again sometimes, um, and that's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I think what really was surprising, um, I had a film festival director, I'm not going to name this person, of course, but um, they told me, you're going to get a bunch of birthday parties, you're going to get so much nonsense. Not one single one to this day do, hmm. did I get a film that was shot with a phone that is just a home video and is silly. Not one. And So they were all one, serious. They all took it seriously. Oh, I'm going to make a movie did. with a cell phone. This is a yeah. challenge and this is art. And they all took it seriously. And filmmakers love a good challenge. I mean, I've been on set where they're just standing around just, you know, creatively, you know, challenging, troubleshooting. And I love filmmakers, by the way. It's one of the reasons I... I did this was to help make people's, uh, how should I say this, realize the dream of the filmmaker, uh, like many that I met on sets, uh, interns and, and other crew members who had that screenplay in their back pocket, but they didn't have the camera. And um, the camera may be the easiest thing in production, to, you know, like Neil said, in some cases, but you need to have a really good DP and cameras aren't cheap. And they take a lot of work to learn how to how to use them. And if you don't have a camera, you don't have a film, no matter what else you have. So the goal for the film festival was to replace the camera, just the camera, nothing else mattered, but just the camera itself for the video, the visual, uh, with a smartphone camera. And um, yeah, we got people from all over the world who dreamed about making a film. Uh, having it in San Diego was also a big, big thing. And um, yeah, it it just uh, it's a great film festival. We've been accepting feature length films. Wow. Uh, yes, and wow. they are they are. I have to say this. I'm going to say it to you guys. Mobile filmmaking, making movies with smartphone cameras, is a mainstream opportunity for any filmmaker, because the outcome of that you want your films to be seen. They are now streaming on Amazon and Tubi. You know if if. <laughs> wow. Of course. Wow. If you can get Netflix to help you produce it, then it'll be on Netflix too, but good luck with that. Uh, but, you know, you can watch the Batman movie and you can watch any, you, the Lord of the Rings, and right next to that in the same platform, Amazon, you can watch a mobile film, a, a feature film that was shot with a phone. I, I, I just wanted to kind of interject real quick because I know this is going to be a particular audience to, uh, or a particular interest to the audience here, is that that some of the guests that that Susie had at her film festival uh, here a few years ago is that she had Tim Russ. Tim Russ, who mm -hmm. uh, obviously a few people on this platform oh, yeah. uh, might be familiar with. He was we've, down we've there had in him a on, film. We've had him on this show. Yeah, well, he's uh, he uh, he was uh, in a film uh, that uh, came in what from New York, wasn't it? There's was a yeah. filmmaker. And so a filmmaker from New York. And then also, uh, I can't remember, was it last year or the year before last, uh, one of the films was made by two of the people from Lord of the Rings. The, oh, my. So that film was called Blue Moon. It was made in New Zealand. Uh, and uh, the two actors for that film, uh, you know, 
they kind of approached me and said, we, we want to get this film into your film festival, but um, I'm hard to break when it comes, I'm, I'm literally not breakable when it comes to the rules. And I was like, geez, you're like three days too late. Uh, but let me have you on my podcast. Is it okay if I name my podcast? Sure, go ahead. All right, it's sbppodcast.studio. So I invited them to come onto my podcast because I heard who they were, and I have a toss-up between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings is on top. <laughs> and when I heard that Jed Brophy and Mark Hadlow were in this in this film and wanted to be on my podcast, I can't tell you how excited I was. Uh, so, yes, they are now ambassadors to our film festival as well. And Jed Brophy is actually one of the judges this year for How the short cool. films. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. And what did they play in Lord of the Rings? Uh, they played the dwarf brothers in The Hobbit. Um, Keely you know, there's Nori and Dory. Nori and Dory, yeah. Nori yeah. and Dory. And, yeah, these and are not just stunt Rings, orcs. These are people with Feely lines and, and stuff. No, Feely and Keely were two other guys. Okay. Yeah, there because there were two sets, brothers. Two there were sets of brothers. brothers. There were about three. Yeah. Owen and well, Glowen and Nori, Ori, Dori, Biffer, Buffer, Bomber, yes. and Thorin Oakenshield. And it's too Nori good to and have Dori and Ori are like the three, the three, the trio of the brothers. They're in every single episode of, or should I say, every single film of The Hobbit of that that three, um, the three stories. But Jed Brophy is also in the new one. You know, The Rings of Power. He's played. See, I can't name the characters. I'm not Neil, uh, but he's played. <laughs> many characters in that and he's been a part of playing many characters in all the lord of the rings films wow a good dwarf is hard to find yeah. <laughs> but a hard dwarf is good to find wait a minute yeah. <laughs> this is getting off into that that uh, soft core uh, aspect oh God. <laughs> you know when you, when you said that, when you said that i was thinking soft core soft serve hmm Ooh, oh gosh baby <laughs> Ice vanilla cream. Yeah, you're vanilla, all right. I'm a strawberry person. <laughs> wow. So this is this is fascinating stuff. I didn't know. Uh, uh, this is kind of an eye-opener for me. I'd always fancied myself a filmmaker. And over the years, I have made some films, including uh, most recently. I, this is a few years ago now, uh, an animated web series, Mighty Aphrodite, the web series. And uh, I just... You know. Well, it's time to get on our horse and and, and ride, I, honey. I will point out that animation is one of the the allowed you know genres in our Betrayal at Crondor fan film challenge. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just like a, like the Dragon Balls. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, we get, we get some stop oh, motion ones terrible. here too, and <laughs> we do have animation. Just and saying. I had an animation uh, film in our film festival short, which was a musical. Uh -huh. And it was really cool, but and I and I had to ask, you know, how did you do this on your on your phone? And well, we've had a couple actually, and they do use their phone to capture the images before they bring it into their app or whatever they're using to create oh, the, the motion animations. Yeah, the motion capture. Yeah. yeah, visual visual motion capture. Uh, up until four years ago, that was not a thing. <laughs> now it is. Now you can do. A uh, uh, really good motion capture, uh, just by capturing it on your phone and uploading it to a website that does the visual motion capture for you, and then you just download a uh, uh, you download a DAE file, 
containing yeah. the animation. And it's just, it's amazing. Of course, you have still have to clean it up. But well, yeah, you gotta, boy, is it a lot gotta, better than having to do all that from scratch. You've got to rig your skeleton and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. Well, you have to, you have to rig the thing first, you know, and it, it, it has to conform to what, uh, it, it has to conform to the skeleton that the motion capture uh, uh, software will be able to output. Yeah. And then once you get it, then you have to map that skeleton onto your rig, which is not always an easy thing. But once that's done, you can transfer animations, you know, transfer the curves directly from the DAE file onto your characters and then clean up the motion, you know, to take the spikes and jumps out and make sure the the feet don't pass through the floor and that kind of thing. I don't know. It's, so, it's, some creatures it's amazing the work the work that people are willing to do to make a movie with their phone and then fly all the way from across the world to San Diego to attend our film festival. And Neil can attest to that. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and you know, so well, we had, uh, the Australians seem to, to love uh, Susie's Festival because uh, we've had uh, several batches of them. Uh, and, uh, and I love those folks greatly. Uh, we had a couple of Brits last year. Uh, we had one family. Now, I, I they are... They live in Los Angeles, I think, but they are originally are from the Ukraine, and we had mm. an incredible film from them last year. From from was it the little boy or, uh, or that 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 shot that film, Susie? Yeah, Quinn Friedman. Uh, these are they're they're two brothers and a sister, and all three of them are actors. They've been um, on some major films and television, uh, but Quinn is exceptionally uh, just incredible. Uh, he shot he shot a film brand new to filmmaking, always on sets and he since he was three years old acting. And um, he he basically grabbed his iPhone, didn't use an app or anything, just just started making a movie. And he's got that down, you know, the storytelling on film. He's got that down. And so he used his phone and then he uh, shot a new one that we saw sort of. um you know, on the side, it was during a break because, you know, it's not proper to, you know, during the film festival to show a film that is not part of the festival during uh -huh. the festival. Right. Um, so we showed that and it just blew. I remember, Neil, you almost fell on your back when you saw that. It was it was incredible because I think he, he was nine. Well, or, no, or... he's 17. 17. Okay. Yeah, he's I'm I think his he just yeah, his little sister uh, and his brother, his brother. You know, like when he submitted the film, I said, boy, that that kid in your your film, he's he's a good actor. And he's just laughing. LOL. Haha. <laughs> yeah, he is an actor. <laughs> he's a professional, you know. Uh, but yeah, th the thing is, the thing is, it's you can be so creative because one of the things I love in our film festival, we do have professional, uh, you know, filmmakers that come out. Uh, they've made, you know films and and all of those things like like you have and uh they come out and they learn from the novice professional filmmaker uh that has been making movies on a mobile phone and then they learn from each other and it's that that marriage between them uh and celebrating this really cool way of sharing and making stories through film that's just completely awesome and it's very hard to do that without being in person and having an event. Our film festival is not like in a cinema where you walk into a room, you hang out with your friends, you watch your film, you walk out, and that's it. Uh, it's nothing like that. It's very interactive in person. Synthesis and synergy. 
Yes. So because, uh, you know, Susie and I are both kind of coming in this talking about short films, I was thinking that, again, uh, for the, the challenge, for the Betrayal at Condor film fa- uh, uh, fan film challenge, uh, I was thinking, Susie, between you and I, what were a couple of, of tips that we might give to someone who is maybe a first-time filmmaker? What would you recommend, you know, just as general practices for someone who's trying to create their first short film? So I, I always tell people, and I know this sounds weird coming from me, when it comes to smartphone cameras and things like that, but forget the gear, the apps, forget all that. Think about what story you want to tell and make sure it's a good one. Write a screenplay. Always write a screenplay, even if it's short. It'll keep you on target. And then do your research and use whatever equipment you have. But I think the story is the key, and filmmaking is a way of storytelling that you can change the world with it. I mean, it's it, you can make a really big impact with a story uh, on film. Uh, another a recommendation that I would make, and this is actually something that I lifted from uh, Robert Rodriguez because he wrote a uh, a great book called Rebel Without a Crew mm. uh, uh, when he was talking about the making of his first film, and so La Mariachi. Uh, yeah, El, El Mariachi, and so he, which he made for a stunning seven thousand dollars, uh, and shot whatever. on Super Eight. Yeah, shot shot on on Super Eight, uh, and uh, the amazing thing is, of course, that went on and became this enormously successful. Uh, you know, that's what launched Robert Rodriguez as a name. And one of the, his techniques was is that uh, whenever he started off, he actually sat down and said and, and created uh, a list and said, "Here's a list." of all the resources of things that I have access to. So I have so-and-so's house, I have this car, I have these guns, I have blah, 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 blah. And so he, uh, so the one way of, of I mean, sometimes you, you know, you create the, the, the idea for the story and then you have, you're stuck with a scramble of, okay, now I gotta figure out how to locate all of this stuff. Um, I kind of used Robert Rodriguez's approach whenever we did The Case of Evil because I said, well, I want to tell kind of a horror story, and well, what do I have? Well, I have some friends who have this amazingly creepy old house. <laughs> mm. uh, uh-huh. um, <laughs> um, I have my friend Merrick MacArthur, who's a really fantastic actor, who, uh, who has basically been you know, saying, I, I want to work with you sometime, uh, sometime. And so I knew that I was gonna, he was going to be our lead. Uh, I had the makeup artist who was a good friend of mine who was going to do our creature effects for uh, for the case of evil, and so I sat down with this list of stuff, and I said, "Okay, with this, what can I do with this?" You know, kind of within that universe of like, so I don't have to worry about scrambling for resources. These are the resources I have, and so that's one of the reasons why, again, I kind of was talking about cosplayers. Cosplayers, you already have the costumes. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to say something about that. I forgot to mention that we have had a cosplay category because yes. our friends, uh, Dude Vader, Hot Nerd Girl. Uh, it was Star Wars Steampunk Universe and now the Sci-Fi Coalition are sponsoring the film festival's red carpet each year. And we have created a show as they escort the filmmakers. That's not good enough for me, just walking them over. Uh, I've practically pushed and directed for them to <laughs> to make a, a really fun uh, show on the red carpet. And because of that, uh, we created a cosplay category... Uh, so that um, they can also submit to that. Hmm. Yeah. So if if you want to have an uh, if you want to have like a cosplay reel, you know that would be something that that uh, uh, that we would be uh, welcome to have. So if you just want to like create cost, you know, your own kind of cosplay versions of of the stuff that we had in Betrayal of Crondor, you know, uh, that's that's valid as a film. 
you know, for us is like show us that's cool. uh, or you know show show us a tutorial about doing makeup or, or stuff. Uh-huh. That you think doesn't doesn't necessarily that. have to be a narrative. It can be a mm-hmm. uh, a light documentary, documentary or a fashion show, music video. or a fashion show, or a music video, or whatever. You. Yeah. The, the yeah. important thing that I would also add, because this is important when people are making movies with their phone and otherwise, is you got to really pay attention to the audio. Uh, I always advise oh, yeah. people to forget about plugging it into the phone. Forget about, you know, that's great for B-roll and video production, but quite honestly, for a movie... You, uh, need, just, you need a separate you know, recorder and sync it yes, in. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, a lot of films, uh, and some of them by professionals who should know better, uh, yeah. uh, who are doing what are supposed to be professional productions. And the audio sounds like uh, they were standing in the back of the cafeteria, you know, with a with a uh, telescope, a, a telescopic mic, and trying to get audio that way. You know, it's just room it's tone and boom, boom. And, and you, yeah, it's heartbreaking because... The performances are wonderful, and they're not being captured, and it just, uh, oh, it just destroys the whole project if you yeah, don't have good audio. I, oh, I, and I, I, even even and there again, uh, learn the basics of three point lighting. Oh my God! Yes, please. <laughs> you know, if if even if it's just like a key and a white card, just something. Don't just shoot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, uh, unless you're outside, in which case, you know, avoid the avoid the harsh shadows and and go for it. Fantastic light source, but you know, uh, cloudy days are your friend. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> cloudy days and golden hour. So it's and, a good reflector, even if it's just a piece of styrofoam. Yep, yep. yep. I and I've I've done the the uh, uh, the foam core trick myself. You know. <laughs> Or get I used to it. have it in the trunk of my car all, everywhere I yep, went because yep. <laughs> you never know when you need it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's great for close-ups. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful for close-ups. So um, s- tell us again, when is when are submissions open and when is the submission deadline? Okay, so submissions so uh, submissions will officially open, you know, first thing, you know, so uh, midnight, you know, on on Saturday, uh, they will open up uh, the very first thing in the, uh, you know, twelve oh one a.m. on Saturday. Uh, the gates are open at, at Film Freeway, and uh, so that's that's March the eleventh, and then we stay open until March twelfth, and that will be that will be the day that we stop taking uh, May twelfth. May twelfth. May twelfth. Sorry, because that May would 12th. be a twenty-four May hour 12th. submission window. It would be twenty. Yeah, yes. No, it wouldn't. It May would be twenty-three 12th. hours. Twenty-three hours. Right. The West Coast gets uh, <laughs> <a class. laughs> Okay, so. Okay. So let me re- so let me re- starting March, starting it over. Oh, March starting eleventh to May twelfth. May twelfth. Got it. Uh, and so um, with so after that point, uh, we will be doing uh, we'll be working with our judges uh, for the next couple of weeks after that to decide uh, to whittle down to uh, our our ultimate winner for the Gauntlet of Glory. Uh, we hope to be able to notify. Uh, who uh, you know the the people who are going to be official selections uh, and uh, probably the winner uh, uh, <clears throat> um, on uh, the first part of of June, and so that way, if people decide that they want to come out and fly to Eugene, Oregon, and join us, mm-hmm. uh, they'll have you know about a month to to make those preparations. Um, so and so the anniversary uh, party, which is in Eugene, is on June twenty third. 
uh, and then the online event that will show, you know, let's say we'll show all of our official selections, and like I say, hopefully we'll have Q&As with some of the filmmakers and other folks who are associated with the game and also the films. That will be on June 24th. Magnificent. This is the betrayal of... (laughs) Betrayal at Crondor film... Challenge. Fan film. Fan film challenge. Try it. Why don't you take that oh, yeah, from the beginning? One of the things. The yeah, no, let him. Long. Let him finish. Let, Wait. I was just gonna say. Let Let you finish. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the other thing I also want to throw in is that films are between three and five minutes long. Ah, that's an important detail. Yes. For the betrayal at Crondor fan film challenge. Thank you. I can cut that in. That'll look I, nicely. I have a. I have a thing I want to state. Sure. Uh, our film festival where you can meet uh, Neil and Jaina Hofford um, and me um, is taking place uh, April 28th through the 30th, which is coming up next month. Ooh. So if you have questions and you're anywhere around San Diego, you know, uh, you can always come, be inspired. And uh, who knows? Maybe you'll make a make a film with your with your phone um, for Neil's contest and then show mm-hmm. it off with us. Yeah, well, that's 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 what I've been kind of recommending to folks is that yeah, if you yeah. go look at, at Suze, the, the rules for, for Susie's Film Festival, mm-hmm. uh, if you make sure they conform to him, so after after we're done with them with our film festival, then you should submit them for next year's International Mobile Film Festival. Unfortunately, submissions and, and everything's already closed for Susie's you know, show this for year. For this year, uh, yeah. But you could submit for next year. And I would also recommend there are some other cool festivals to submit to, like Gen Con mm-hmm. and, and Origin, uh, both which which are game conventions that have film festivals attached to them. Uh, and so that would be another place that if you're a filmmaker and you're looking for to kind of expand your places to go, you have somewhere to go other than just the, the, the fan film challenge here, is that you could go to those gaming conventions and submit there. And, of course, Comic-Con. Of course. Uh, Neil Halford and Susie Batallo, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of The Event Horizon here on Sci-Fi.Radio. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to episode 256 of Sci-Fi.Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for March 11th, 2023, with your hosts, Susan Fox and Gene Turnbow. Our guests this evening have been Neil Halford, game designer and principal writer of the now-legendary computer role-playing game Betrayal at Grandor, and Susie Botello, founder and curator of the International Mobile Film Festival. The topic has been the Betrayal at Grandor Fan Film Challenge. For more information, please visit crondorffc.com. This episode will air again tomorrow, March 12th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and on two more occasions on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all of the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and on our own website at sci-fi.radio. Sci-Fi.Radio is listener-supported geek culture radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners, just like you. We are asking you to please visit patreon.com slash sci-fi radio and donate 5 or $10 a month to help keep the station on the air. It may not seem like a lot, 
But if everybody does it, together we can accomplish great things. That's patreon.com slash sci-fi radio. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schermeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was played by Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2023 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Sci-Fi.Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. <laughs>